Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist Podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. Friends, welcome to Season 5, Episode 2. We rolling, we rolling. Rolling along. Uh, this is a special episode because we broke up our normal recording pattern in the studio, and now we're actually doing it in the morning. This is crazy. It's this crazy. is crazy. I have way too much energy. No, uh, I love morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm done Mentally and physically working by noon every day. <laughs> what a I life. would wake up earlier anytime. Earlier and earlier. Well, uh, yeah, it's kind of noon, but I could go to 1 p.m. <laughs> mm, really extending yourself there. I uh, did my workout outside this morning in the sun. Oh I'm wearing gosh. a cutoff shirt. Freaking. The breeze is coming in too, though. It's like the sun, but there's a breeze. Ooh. Today is a perfect day. Yeah, I didn't even eat my breakfast yet. That's how early it is. All right, so let's get to it. You got a lot to talk about about what happened last week. There was tons of fights. There was so much, and we told you about all of them, so we'll catch you up on the ones that We're really spoiled. matter. Mm-hmm. So we'll kick it off, of course, with PFL, because we should go in chronological order. Always. PFL is Thursday nights, to remind you all. Brendan Lochnane won. We're super happy about that. So let's he's go, still number one in the featherweight division. And no one else really mattered in the featherweight. Nathan. So next was lightweight. We told Nathan. you about Nathan. And now I think it's Natan. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Whatever. When I was listening, I'm like, motherfucker, I said his name wrong. It was his wife. Whatevs. So. <laughs> Whatevs. He won, which is great. So he was number seven in the lightweight and he moved to number five. And the top four fighters make it to the semifinals. So he's he's moving. He's moving up in the ranks there. And our boy Olivier Aubon Mercier won. So he moved from 10 to eight. So honestly, I don't think he can make top four, but you're never out. No, you're never out. I think it's going to take PFL some time, but I'm like really excited for the whole uh, point system and how it's a uh, for everybody. If you don't remember, PFL is the only fight league that works like a uh, like a regular sports league. Like they have a regular season of playoffs and a championships, and uh, it's so exciting because we were watching it Thursday night, kind of like not really paying attention. And then they were, uh, we heard the commentators say he needs to win in this round, and then this round was crazy exciting right. because he needed to get a finish in whatever round to get the points necessary to continue on in the tournament that's a level of excitement that doesn't really happen and then it really does it's not just a excitement for us the uh viewers it's actually the the people there's an incentive for the fighters to go crazy and give it their extra all because they give it they always give it their all but their extra all to get a finish in a round so i think that's really it is so interesting and it's good for these fighters because i think it was chris wade was like the first fight of the night we have never heard of him he was from Long Island so we were like going to root for him like this is so cool but they were like if he wins this like with a knockout he'll like clinch his spot in the top four yeah. I was like wait all right let's go Chris Wade like I don't know who you are but now I'm invested so yeah I'm I'm totally behind PFL and my boy Kenny Florian is one of the commentators so I like it even more. So also on that PFL card, we let you know that Clar- Clarissa Shields was having her MMA debut. She's a boxing champ, kind of has um, 
a personality slash attitude that could be a turnoff for some people. And she was losing for sure the first two rounds because she has no she ground has a game. zero ground game. However, she got the TKO in the third round and won her MMA debut. Shame on that brown belt for not finishing her. She should have gone for a submission. Clarissa's uh, tough, I guess. Uh, but mm-hmm. man, I am such a freaking depressed wreck. I wish I had the confidence that these people do. Like she thought like she did well. She did terribly. I guess you win a fight, you win a fight, whatever. She did terribly. Moving on. Moving on. Bellator was then Friday night. Bellator. And I'll start from the bottom of the card. Nick Newell lost. Uh, George was not here to watch that with me. I was kind of bummed. You guys might remember he... It has his arm amputated from his elbow down. So he's definitely like at a disadvantage. But he uses it. But he uses it as an advantage. But he lost, which was a bummer. Lucas Brennan won. If you know, you know. Pico won. I hate people who say that. I hate that. Okay. Don't you find it so obnoxious? Sure. Because like if they know, they know. What do you need to tell them for? Because... We don't use your name on the podcast. That's why I threw it in there. Okay. No, I get so it. If you want me to, okay, I, I could just it. say. So they okay. know though. Right. Do they know more now what? that you told them? It's a little like ha ha ha, Melissa Andreas, right? The last name is like this guy, right? <laughs> so go fuck yourself and keep moving on. You're fired. Yeah. I'm getting someone else with mics. <laughs> My cutoff T-shirt is a <laughs> shirt too, by the way. I Shut up. <laughs> oh, fuck it. It's June. Paul Daly lost and Douglas Lima was defeated. This was kind of shocking mm. by Yaroslav Amosov. So he is now the weatherweight champ. Welterweight. Welterweight. Yeah. <laughs> welterweight champ. Um, it was pretty crazy, uh, but amazing because Yaroslav was undefeated going into the title fight. So now not only is he the champ, but he kept his record. All right. Cool. I can't believe you just did all that. I'll, I'll delete it later. I'll, I'll do mm-hmm. a little <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Get clapped back. If you know, you know. <laughs> so UFC was on Saturday. Card was not off to a good start for our picks. Both Chase Hooper and Matt Favola lost. Damn, dude. Uh, uh, then Lauren Murphy defeated JoJo Calderwood in a pretty good fight. Although, did, did you want Lauren to win? You wanted Lauren to win, right? Or JoJo, Honestly, I hard. liked both of them. Yeah, we wanted both to win. Another segment we got to bring back. Uh, but yeah, fuck Lauren- everyone else's <laughs> ideas. We have ideas, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Lauren Murphy won though, so <laughs> they definitely did not both win. Uh, Eric Anders won, and so did Brand, uh, Br- Brad Riddell when he defeated Drew Dober in a really close decision. Man, Drew Dober, he like what a guy who like is losing but winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Paul Craig uh, defeated Jamal Hill. Much more on that. That's the uh, fun fast fight you should go back and watch. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. Bilal Muhammad beat Damian Maya. My heart broke a little bit, but also was uplifted because I, I've been a Bilal Muhammad nut rider for a long time. Yeah, you have. Uh, actually, some might call me the OG of nut riding. I mean, Bilal if you Muhammad. know, you know, right? Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> Leon Edwards won the decision against Nate Diaz. So if you have time to watch a fight that goes all five rounds, this would be the one. Uh, the show notes not written by me says that Nate Diaz is a weird ass fighter, but my I think that's edit pretty is, accurate. It's, it's pretty accurate uh, description. Man, Nate Diaz is a superstar superstar what a freaking guy more on that later for sure too uh speaking of faux show faux show our fight of the night was davison uh figueredo versus uh brandon moreno brandon won by submission in the third round crazy stuff more on that later again finally uh izzy retained his belt against marvin vittori uh honestly it was kind of a snoozer it also went all five rounds which makes it a little bit more painful but israel adesanya is the best striker on the planet i think maybe except for the guy who beat him in glory uh which that's like the fight to really see but we'll get to, to that later as well that's a later i like, think you're lying we're now. not getting to all those <laughs> things later <laughs> um yeah all right. So what's happening this week? Let me tell you. This Thursday, the 17th. So today, so sorry if um, this is coming out a little bit later than usual, but you should still watch it. And we finally freaking figured it out. Well, we, I, but we. I have the mic. You have the opinions. Let's go. This is not an opinion. <laughs> this is straight facts, and facts. for once. For once. <laughs> um, we could not understand PFL because we're like, the fuck? It's on ESPN 2 at 9. This is bullshit. I'm not... We all know I'm not staying up until 9 on a Thursday night. But it's it's so weird. You can watch PFL from 5.30 to 9 live on ESPN+. Plus. Like, no wonder I love PFL. And then it's replayed on ESPN2 uh, from 9 to 11. So we got you early birds covered and you night owls. So no excuse not to watch PFL they along do not with make everything that clear. else. At all. But that's what I'm here for. So there are a ton of welterweight fights on this card. We got Rory McDonald tonight. I like forget about him. And so I'm super excited to see him. He's against Tabau. And Ray Cooper the third is against Alexican. Sure. Sure. We'll go with it. I don't know anyone else on the card, but it is worth telling you that Ray Cooper currently is first in the welterweight division and Rory McDonald is second. Wow. And their opponents are fourth and sixth, respectively. So this means that both Ray and Rory could clinch their spots in the semifinals as long as they win because not only are they first and second, they both earned the top points which is six points per fight and that is why they could clinch their spots today i love it i love it i am like so invested so much more than i even thought i was invested and it's going to be wrapped up by nine o'clock i mean perfection that means we could go to ac be done by nine I know now we definitely now I I definitely not me but I definitely dropped the ball. Well now now I'll I'll look into it. (laughs) We we don't have air conditioning so I don't know how we're gonna drive to AC right now. I know or time or money so yeah well Uh, there's no Bellator card this week or the there's no yeah but there is one June 25th so next week yes cool thought it was further away. Yeah, who knows what I don't day know. it is. Yeah. Whatevs. 
Um, I'm in Greece already. Uh, <laughs> UFC is on Saturday. Fights start at 4 p.m. on ESPN2, but the good stuff really starts at 7 p.m. Uh, not the most interesting card, but some names to look out uh, for just to get your recollection going is Matt Brown versus Diego Lima, uh, Julian Arosa, Marlon Chito Vera is fighting Davy Grant. I'm very excited to see Chito Vera mm-hmm. fight again. Uh, again, Alexi Olenek is fighting uh, Sergi Spivak. Uh, I got those Balkan names down. Let me you tell do. you, you're so good. Uh, Chang Sung Young, aka the Korean Zombie, is fighting Danny EJ. E- Ige. Asian names not as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's Hawaiian. Polynesian. Sure. Top three. Okay, we're going to start off the top three with a segment. It's going to be MMA beef that turns into MMA boo-boos that turns into MMA BFFs. What? Yeah, we're doing a three-for-one package in the top three. Ooh-hoo. All right, so Paul Craig fought Jamal Hill, right? And they had some beef at the, like, the Thursday, I think it was, or the Wednesday or Thursday before the fight, they kind of like crossed paths in the hotel and they got in each other's face and it just seemed like really aggressive. They were talking uh, shit to each other's face and then they had to get like UFC employees to break them up. And it was funny because I think it was on the embedded that they showed. Yes. Um, like two of the UFC employees were like trying to keep them apart, but it wasn't their job. So at one point, finally, was like, "Yo!" <laughs> yelling to another UFC employee, who's I guess like the security guard, who like was not <laughs> being a good security guard <laughs> and keeping them apart. Uh, so they were keeping their, they, they were at each other's throats, and then they had the weigh-ins, the ceremonial weigh-ins, and they were really in each other's face, talking mad shit. Paul Craig is from Scotland. I think uh, Welsh, one of those regions uh, north of your parts. Um, <laughs> so he had the Braveheart uh, face paint at the ceremonial weigh-ins, all like blue and white. Um, so it was just intense. Then they get into the fight, and it's uh, like it was super tense in a night of awesome fights. Um, He's Scottish, by the way. Scottish, just I was so right. Clear. Thank yeah. you. Um, Duh, Braveheart. So they go at it. Paul Craig has uh, the grappling advantage, right? So he actually pulled guard. What does pulling guard mean? It's something that I like to do, but I'm not as good as Paul Craig, clearly. So when you grab a hold of somebody and you actually sit down on your butt or lie down on your back so that you could attack them from your uh, back, which is very rare in MMA because you kind of give up the uh, you give up gravity and you literally let you give somebody top position, which is uh, the position that they could punch you in the face <laughs> very easily. Um, so Paul Craig basically gets Jamal Hill into a sick arm bar and it appears breaks his arm during the fight and then has him in a submission and Jamal Hill is such a badass he does not tap everybody including myself at home and the people and the commentators and everyone is like yelling at the referee to stop the fight it's not being stopped. Paul Craig's still yanking on it. Guys, it looks like jelly. His arm was flopping. It was an MMA boo-boo. From his elbow Billy, down. Billy, it was an MMA boo-boo. It was a nasty MMA boo-boo Ooh. flopping against the canvas, just flopping away. And then later I heard uh, that this referee is known, he was a local referee, and he's known for kind of letting things go a little bit too far. I didn't hear uh, that. Yeah, I heard it after the fact in like some of the press conferences 
was because Dana was like, is he the Mario Yamasaki? MMA history. Mario Yamasaki <laughs> had more people get fucked up underneath his referee eye than anyone else. He let people freaking get beat to a bloody pulp. Anyway, so it looks awful. Jamal Hill gets up. They are announcing the winner, and the camera <laughs> is showing this to the whole stadium. Packed house. Packed house in Arizona, by the way. Also, asshole crowd. Oh, my God. I don't even want to talk. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about no. them because they were just freaking awful. Raucous. People people don't know how to act post-COVID, let me tell you. They're just out and getting wasted. And the entire audience is looking at the projector, and this dude's arm is just limp hanging so it looks like the worst sort of situation possible yeah but then the ref is trying to grab it to yeah. like do the official announcement of the winner it's like no he, well he was trying to grab his other arm <laughs> yeah. so by not by by him not being able to hold All his right, own arm right. his arm <laughs> was just dangling it was a bad sight, and this is a bad explanation of it but go look it up if you like seeing MMA boo-boos this was definitely MMA no boo-boos. we're posting it okay well, you thought that was like the beef, and then the, the, and then you're like, yeah, Paul Craig yeah. won this beef. Who I was rooting for, Paul Craig, just so we're all clear. Of course, there's no beef. There's no beef because then later on, Jamal Hill posted the next day a picture of uh, a side by side picture. The first picture was their intense stare stare down at the weigh in, and the second one is them dancing hard at the club. <laughs> Hard. I'm talking face to the floor, freaking fists in the yeah. air, <laughs> stomping on the ground. And it turned out that they were just two good guys who Jamal Hill mentioned he got caught up in like internet trolls, f- freaking f- uh, flanning the flames of the of the beef. Yeah, even Paul like, Craig was again. like, yeah. I have no idea what you heard I said. I, I didn't like literally never said anything about you. Yeah. And Jamal so, Hill finally like opened his eyes to that. So it was just a beautiful thing to see them kill the beef, actually have beef, go through beef, and then resolve the beef, and mm-hmm. then also celebrate post, uh, which is pretty awesome. It, I love everything about that story. Um, <laughs> real quick aside that I just remembered, I saw I, uh, UFC is doing like new shows, I guess. They're trying to do new uh, YouTube shows. And they had one where it was Paul Felder and Michael Chiesa. It was just on in the background while I was working the other day and you were not at home. Um, so uh, Michael Chiesa asked Paul Felder if anything like this ever happened to him. Paul Felder talked about how it was like one of his toughest, earliest professional fights and he was fighting in Atlantic City. And him and the guy who he, he beat uh, went out and I think it actually turned out to be uh, where Patrick Grady's bachelor party was. <laughs> what? Yeah, because he mentioned the place in AC and it reminded me of, I think the name was the place that we went to for Patrick Grady's bachelor okay. party. And he goes, they went out after their fight and they got with their brothers and stuff. So it was like all extended family too and coaches and got fucking hammered. And he's like, that's the drunkest that we've ever gotten. I've ever gotten with a person after we fought like the night. Of. Who was it? I, it nobody we, yeah we wouldn't know oh name, that's a so. bummer it would be even better if it was like someone we knew not necessarily famous but cool i love that story um so moving from <clears throat> mma beef mma boo-boos to mma bffs number two in our top three is mma fashion see guys we're we're following 
up with what we said we would do and we're giving you even more than I thought we could in one episode. I thought we were going to have to spread these things out. But MMA fashion, boy oh boy, outside the cage or octagon this week, it actually wasn't like interesting. You know, fair, lot of nice suits ties. We love Megan O'Leary and Emerald Green because she has dark like black hair. But like standard stuff, you know, like you look good, but there's nothing really to talk about. But man, and I'm going to fuck this woman's name up because even the commentators were having difficulty <laughs> with it. <laughs> but Marina Mokinatkina absolutely killed her choice of fighting uniform. First of all, um, George has mentioned before how I feel like very strongly about the the fit that fighters pick, specifically women. Fit's important. Fit's important. But Marina had on a t-shirt rash guard with the tight, shorter shorts. Love the idea of a t-shirt rash guard. I usually am a fan of the loose shorter shorts, but the tight shorter shorts made so much more sense because they both had the same amazing design and colors. So the pattern, which I noticed as a secondary thought, was a very subtle camo print, but the colors. The colors are not so subtle. (laughs) The colors were not subtle they were fucking amazing it was yellow royal blue and hot pink so obsessed with the colors and now put that in camo pattern holy cannoli like it can't get any better but then I'm like looking back on the pictures I took to post and I'm like but why was it so like it was perfect her hair was perfect Mm -hmm. And then, just by the luck of the draw, she was wearing the royal blue gloves as opposed to the red. So it really was a look. It was it was perfect. I swear, we say it often, like we're going to post it and we definitely don't. I am posting this because Marina killed it. I think I think part of it is also you're just your eyes have been dulled with all these uh, Reebok and Venom uniforms, and all of a sudden you see, and then when when people do get to wear something, they wear something stupid. So you see something that actually looks pretty cool. That's fair, but like I like the idea of Reebok and Venom too. I like the idea of like everything looking neat and organized and cohesive in what they wear. So I can like both. Uh, one additional note too is that Venom uh, is like Venom's doing a really good job. They they took what Reebok kind of started and they're making it already more fun and already introducing new things, um, but also keeping the good things that Reebok did do. So mm-hmm. what Reebok did last year, if you remember, and you were listening to Holding Hands with Throwing Fist, then they introduced uh, the ra- uh, rainbow uh, lettering for June for Pride, uh, and a few UFC fighters on Saturday night had those on their Venom shorts. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I forget how Reebok did it, and maybe it was the exact. It's pretty similar. Same. It was like it was Pride on the. Uh, uh, in their colors names. in their names yeah. and on their sweatshirts but the venom sweatshirts like the names are on the center back instead of being on like the side or right. something like that so uh that looked cool 
Uh, in our third segment, I don't know what we're going to say. Uh, internet, uh, we got to come up with a name for it. But it's basically fighters reacting to Brandon Moreno's win. Brandon Moreno is... Brandon M won! Brandon oh M. my God! I cried. Yeah, I'm going to it was, tell you. What a happy... I cried. I'm, what a, I'm never like that. So many people cried. It was amazing. It was, it was amazing. The greatest. Figgy was definitely off. He had a tough weight cut. But Moreno beat the brakes off him and and submitted him uh via rear naked choke moreno was like the happiest guy he's the 125 pound champ now he loves legos that's his thing so he's going to the lego store <laughs> like chase hooper but he's also the first mexican born champion in the ufc which is a huge deal they were in arizona so the freaking there's the crowd was so pro Brandon M. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. He was crying. His family was there. MMA Twitter universally loves the dude, although not true because MMA Twitter, you're a bunch of fucking scumbags, bro. Okay, when I say MMA Twitter in the notes that Georgia didn't fill out good i mean like other fighters reacting yeah. not fucking losers sitting at home in their underwear i mean Sheesh. that's how i'm recording this podcast but whatever no, with the cut off shirt <laughs> hold on give me a sec <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah every, everybody I should mean, all like the Cody pros garbrand yeah. justin gaethje saying this is his new favorite fighter i like forget who else because this was your segment but yeah, well, uh, there was Mad Love. Uh, uh, one of the cooler things that went viral or a little had a little viral pop after is that Leon Edwards was getting interviewed by Megan Levy while this was going down. So Leon Edwards has only had one loss in his professional career, and he's lost to the champion, Kamaru Usman, who's like one of my freaking favorite fighters, and I think he's kind of unbeatable at the moment. So Leon's campaigning real hard, especially after beating Nate Diaz, to get that championship fight again, and it looks like the UFC is not going to give it to him next. That's a, a topic for another day. But Leon Edwards is there watching it happen on the monitors live, and he's like, you see, like this gives me inspiration. Like That's the thing with Brandon M. He was cut from the UFC, came back, only got a championship fight the first time because he was just fighting regularly and was open when I think someone else couldn't right. make it or whatever. And then he fought the champion to a draw, had a rematch, had six months to prepare, came back and beat the brakes off the champion. And Leon Edwards was saying like, hey man, this is giving me inspiration to go again because the only loss I have is against the champion. And I want and it was before Kamara was even the champion. I want to make that clear too. So it's like, it's giving him motivation to keep fighting and trying to get I don't even care about that bullshit you're yapping about with Leon Edwards it's that Megan O'Leavy is trying to have a serious interview with like the perfect clip that I guess ESPN or the UFC can repost and Leon Edwards is like watching the tiny TV that's showing the fight (laughs) and he's like so much more interested in watching the fight and you see his reaction right when uh, Brandon M taps Figgy it was really sweet. It was just a beautiful thing. He, uh, uh, Brandon M was in shock first. He didn't react. And then he started crying. And then he, he was just like bugging out. Uh, Rogan interviewed him and he was super uh, super emotional. He had his mouth guard out. We were, me, and, yeah. me and you were yelling at the screen, someone tell him to take his mouth guard out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Rogan did because he, he, he's a he pro does, with that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then post-fight was just amazing too. He was just like... Man, 
you, just YouTube it. YouTube Brandon Moreno yeah. post fight press conference. It's gonna it's gonna put a smile on your face. I agree. Good night of fights. Good night of fights. Uh, anything else, babe? Nothing Season else. five, episode two. Nothing else. All right. This episode was brought to you by the graduating class of 2021. Specifically, my boy Basil. You're the man. 